Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us here on the Nerds from the Crypt podcast, a podcast that looks at your favorite horror movies, series, books, comic books, novels. I don't know how what other way to break that up, but um, today we're coming back to what we did um, a couple about a year ago, and we're looking at couple of episodes of tales from the crypt with me as always are my co-host it's greg and david and uh we're i guess we're you guys are bunkering in and um to stay <laughs> away from, from snowmageddon oh uh, yeah snowmageddon it is or as as uh as we like to say in the pacific northwest snowpalooza snowpalooza it's a party <laughs> uh we had cold weather down here but when i say cold weather it's like in the 30s uh low 30s high t- 20s uh I was at work and all of a sudden there was just sleet coming down. Uh, oh, oh, what the heck? It went from being in the 70s of the day before to being in the in the 20s, 30s, and with sleet. And then within 30 minutes, the sun was back out and <laughs> sleet was uh, melted. That would be nice right now. <laughs> well, right now I think we're back at we're we're back at being in the 30s again. So it's Texas weather. It's Texas, um, Texas weather does whatever it wants to do. <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah. N- I'm not sure exactly when this episode is going to be coming out, but if if in chance it comes out before March 30th and you're in the Dallas Fort Worth area, you should go ahead and come out and meet with us at the yard at 3017 Morton Street, Fort Worth, Texas 76107. Uh, we are going to be going to a- another podcast meetup, and uh, some of the confirmed shows that will be there are True Crime F- Fan Club, All Crime No Cattle, Southern Fried True Crime. Lone Star Lawn Disorder, Gone Cold Podcast, Best Darn Diddly Podcast, Swindled Podcast. So mostly it's true crime. I'm trying to get more uh, horror-themed podcasts to go out there So, and fans to go out there. So if you guys are in the area, uh, go ahead and head out there. And if it's if this episode comes out after the 30th, it was great to meet you all. <laughs> yeah! What have you guys been up to since the last recording? Because we recorded a couple days ago, um, which is why we don't know when this is going to come out. Because we have now we have a good uh, little catalog back, built up. Oh my gosh, the backlog it's building. Yeah, we're so, we've been so efficient lately that we don't even know what the heck is going on. We yeah we <laughs> don't know our 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 tops from our bottoms and our and and their fronts from our backs. I don't know. <laughs> the thing is that like when movie reviews when we record movie reviews or we record something like this we can always move the the release date around because i would rather push for these um when we do interviews with kickstarter or crowdfunding um creators put those out first so or when they're when they're going to be in in the timeline of uh, raising money so i can push these back and forth and 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 all but uh we did just finish uh recording a, a review of teeth with I have a strange story. The girls there, over there, uh, Rebecca and Lindsay, had a great time with them. Super um, good time. A little bit more, a little bit more explicit uh, episode than we're used to. <laughs> that comes true, from, true. That comes from the the type of movie that we watched, and um, and the girls too are a little a little bit more rebunctious than but we are. Oh yes, they were. It was, fun. It was they were, great. They were a good time. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, so. Let's jump right into what we're doing today. Um, we're going to be looking at four episodes of Tales from the Crypt, um, all from season one, actually. If you all don't remember the last time we did this, um, I'm actually going to have to re-release that episode right before we I release this one. So uh, some of this stuff you might have already heard, but I'm going to go ahead and repeat it just in case you didn't. Okay, Tales from the Crypt is an horror anthology television series that ran um, on HBO from 1989 to 1996 at seven seasons. The show was based on the popular EC comics of the same name from the 1950s, and the stories were taken from a collection of of EC horror comics that were including that included uh, Hunt of Fear, Vault of Fear, Crime Suspense Stories, and Shock Suspense Stories. Because the show aired on HBO, it gave it an unlimited freedom to term in terms of gore, nudity, and profanity. The episodes had to be re-edited uh, considerably when they started airing in syndication. Which is where actually where I started watching it in syndication. So um, I remember staying up till what two in the morning, watch them on Fox, um, because Fox is probably the only one that would be willing to show this on one one of the national networks. Uh, so I'll, I'll turn it to you guys, uh, David. 
when did you hear about Tales of the and when did you start watching it? Um, so honestly, last this morning, last night was my first time watching the show. What? <laughs> but I haven't stopped watching it. I watched all the episodes we're going to be talking about today because um, I got hooked. I love horror anthology shows, um, which is you know why I'm being a part of this, but. Um, working at the comic book store in Portland, um, I've seen it on the shelf forever, and we've always talked about it. But I like definitely just missed that um, <laughs> great show. But I'm really excited to like now be hooked on it. <laughs> Greg, when did you uh, watch Tales from the Crypt? Um, I I probably started watching this like as soon as my parents got got HBO, and once we got all settled in when we moved, and my my dad would come home and he'd be watching like he he works swing shifts and stuff like that. So if it was on, he'd be he'd be watching it, and I would sneak out and and watch it. <laughs> Let's jump into story number one. All right, uh, David, what is the story that you decided to go ahead and um, to present to us? The first one, episode one, season one of Tales from the Crypt, is called uh, The Man Was Death, aired June 10th, 1989. And this is like the first episode I'd seen of this show. Um, I wanted to start with number one. And it's about, um, I don't know what the job you call him, but he's the electrician at the penitentiary who, in the when people are getting the electric chair, he's the one flipping the switch. And he kind of goes from being the guy who's paid to flip the switch to then deciding who's um, in real life, you know, when cases, when criminals get let free, he goes out into the real world and then kills them through some other form of electricity. So that's why judge, jury, and executioner. So this um, stars, was it William Sadler? Yeah. Uh, first time that I see him in A Tales from the Crypt, it's not the first, it's not the last time we're going to see him in A Tales from the Crypt. Uh, he even starred in the the movie uh, Demon Knight, which um, which we already reviewed um, when uh, Nick and I uh, way back. It was our second episode. He he does awesome. Um, I, everything I've seen him, he, uh, he's uh, believable, and he has his uh, really uh, thick accent in this one. He's so creepy. Yeah, and, uh, and a couple of the other ones we might talk about today, they do break the th- fourth wall but he's really talking to the camera and like guiding you along as if you're walking with him through the, the jail, which just adds this like weird level. Of, like, I mean, I've never been like in that room before. So him just like taking you through is so very chilling. The recording that I got, I didn't, ha- I didn't get a opening or closing segment. So I'm not, I'm, uh, we rewatched it on, um, on YouTube, but I'm I'm sure that they had a opening clo- opening and closing segment with the Crypt Keeper. Uh, did you get that one? Oh yeah, definitely. And I love character because in some of the other episodes we watch, um, they're even more horrifying and like <laughs> genuinely scary. But then the Crypt Keeper comes in and starts slinging puns about like death <laughs> electricity. Yeah, the Crypt Keeper is the like best. blown away by his Crypt. <laughs> it's the best. It is the best. So yeah, so. Uh, this is the first uh, story, like we said, uh, in Touch of the Crypt ever, uh, as far as the HBO series goes. It comes from uh, Crypt of Terror number 17. Uh, it pretty much follows the the uh, the storyline that we got in, in the TV show. Uh, we do see Niles, who seems to love his job way too much of uh, pulling the switch, like, like Davis said. And yeah. later on, he... He loses his job because there's a ban and of uh, a, of the death sentence, so we no longer need that uh, guy that pulls a switch. He goes from from being this this guy who's just like he relishes and and being the guy that that puts these criminals to death. He tells us the story about about that that opening the opening segment about um this guy that that was getting put to death and how he, why he deserved it. And then often he's out of a job and then he turns to being the Avenger. Um, judge, what did you say? Um, judge, yeah. jury, and executioner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, what else did you, did you get from uh, this episode? Um, I, it would be interesting to go back. I, kind of missed that when he the reason he lost his job because they kind of just say like you know um this is banned now and then all of a sudden he's like walking the streets and needing to fulfill like this role in his life 
Um, but I love the dialogue, how it comes back around, because at the beginning of the episode, when you watch it, he talks about how every person who gets electrocuted always keeps saying the governor's going to call. And mm-hmm. at the end, um, he's getting the chair, and he's like, I'm telling you, the governor's going to be calling, the governor's going to be calling, and <laughs> he does not call. Yeah, and that's it really sets up the mood for Tell the Crypt. It, Tells the Crypt doesn't usually follow a um, a good person. It yeah. usually follows someone who deserves to get the axe at the end. Someone who really doesn't. I don't know. I I, I can't see anybody putting putting themselves in the shoes of the protagonists of these of these of these um show of these uh, tales, because at the end of the day, they usually deserve to get killed or something. <laughs> Well, into right, that right. End, it's also never like a happy ending, right? It's sure very, very rare. No, <laughs> sure they are. I mean, depending on whose view you're taking in the episode. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, and um, this one, this is one that really starts it off uh, with uh, the guy that relished in being the the one that pulled the trigger to being the guy that is hoping to be released by the governor uh, to get to stay. Um, and someone else is pulling the pulling the the lever on him. Yeah, yeah. Um, overall, what would you give this uh, episode? Being it that's the first one you saw. Um, I would give it because I also watched the other ones. For the first one, I'd give it a strong seven. That's that's fair. That's fair. Uh, this episode actually aired in a. Um, on the same night as episode two and three, they mm. they all aired on on the same night, kind of being like a little, kind of being like a little feature film kind of thing. Yeah. Um, not sure why they decided to do it that way. Um, so if you really think about it, the first season is only six episodes. Yeah. So if the first three appeared in the first night, that was only a four week thing. Maybe and maybe that's what it was. They decided to record six episodes and then and then all of a sudden like, oh, we're giving you four weeks. And, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, all right. <laughs> they, they wanted to. They wanted to hook people in and get them. Get them excited about it, and be like, "Oh, dude, I need to watch this again." And then, uh, sorry, we're gonna hold this out for a little. Because, <laughs> because we go to episode two, which is all through the house, and uh, once again, air date June 10, nineteen eighty nine, which is uh, just a week before my birthday in eighty nine. Uh, would have been four years old. So. Uh, <laughs> so this comes uh, from Vault of Horror number 35 and of all the openings that the Keeper gives us in all seven seasons to me this is one of the most uh, terrifying openings that <laughs> that we get um, we get the Crypt Keeper coming in um, or you hear the, like, the jingles of, of the bells and <laughs> you see the Santa's um, you know uh, the suit, and then it pans up to the crypt keeper, and he's wearing this like this disfigured Santa face. Which, so I, with with it being the crypt keeper, I I I would want to say that that's actually a face of somebody. Yeah, uh-huh. Krampus face potentially. Oh, Krampus face. Oh yeah, yes. Yeah, <laughs> oh my gosh, the crypt keeper's Krampus. I'm looking at the picture right now, and it's freaking creepy. It is. Uh, it was the creepiest part of the whole episode. The thing is that since it's it's a fake mask or fake face, I don't know what it is, on top of the Crypt Keeper, who is already animatronic. <laughs> so, like, Wait, what? I'm moving. Yeah, Crypt Keeper, Greg, Crypt Keeper is not a real person. He's not a real person. Oh, dude. Santa is, but not Crypt Keeper. Okay. Woo, good. <laughs> so when they're moving the Crypt Keeper's face, it's moving the the, mace, the face of the, of, the, of the mask, and it just... It, if you all haven't seen it, you all have to go out there. It, they're all on YouTube. Uh, watch easy, them. It's pretty much easy to to watch it. It's it's really really uh, horrifying. And then he goes, uh, "What the creeper says? It's just your old pal, the creeper, having a little holiday fun. Why else would I be in this getup? <laughs> Unless there's a clause in my contract. A clause in his contract. So good. Punny, punny, punny." Totally. Uh, so, all through the house, uh, is, this is not the first time all and all through the house is has been um, portrayed 
on on the screen. Uh, not the, the first time it came out, it was um, ooh, I don't remember what year. I think it was I think it was nineteen seventy two. It was the Tales from the Crypt movie. It was one of the five shorts that that appeared in that movie, and it was it's pretty much a shot for shot re- remake of that one, oh, except wow. that this one's a whole lot. Uh, scarier, at least at least the, for our audience, I believe it, it. I think because it's HBO, they had a little bit more more play as for mm. as far as how they can deal with this. Oh, no restrictions. Yeah. So it, and it starts off with with um, this wife who decides to kill her second husband for the money because we see her talking to, uh, I would suspect to be her her um, boyfriend at the time. Yeah, yeah. And when she decides to get rid of the rid of the body outside. Um, oh, I want to say, first of all, she does this without having any plan of how to get rid of that body. <laughs> I know. She's like, yeah. <laughs> no, thank you. She hits him with the, um, um, the fire poker. Poker. Yeah. I couldn't re- think of okay. the name, um, and kills him. And then the daughter comes down and is like, asking about Santa and she's scared. <laughs> um, <laughs> And then uh, she's like, "Oh no, he's he's not gonna come up. He's not gonna come up tonight. Whatever. He's dead tired, or something like that." Yeah, yeah. Which is something you'll get used to, uh, David. A lot of puns, not only by the Crypt Keeper, but throughout the episodes. Everybody, um, it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is why I like puns so much, and why people really, really dislike when I use puns. Um, but he she decides to pick him outside and kind of just leaves him there and then she's like what the heck am i going to do but while she's outside we get this uh we get interrupted um on the radio to let us know that there's been an escaped mental patient what? who is dressed up as santa claus and who's been going around killing women <sighs> do you all know who played the santa claus no yes his but- name is larry drake yes you might remember him as dr giggles Dr. Giggles. I don't know if David's seen that one. David, that was oh. before his time too, maybe. Yeah, he needs to watch that. He <laughs> he was also uh, an, another nerdy aspect. He was Dark Man. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is even, it's like you watch it and you're like, he's a good. Oh man, he's Dark Man. Doctor Giggles. Yeah, you gotta watch it. Out of his mind. You know, I think we need to get another 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 set of episodes where we just introduce David into these like early 1990s horror yeah. movies ever seen. Yeah. Da- oh, it'd be like a reaction. Okay, people listening, <laughs> if you like this idea, let us know. David reacts to movies that we've already seen. <laughs> or David, David loves idea. Right? We've already we kind of already pitched this before, but Jake wouldn't do it because he's a uh, scary cat. I know. He's a, <laughs> it's so funny because he's like. No, no, I don't. I don't do that. <laughs> Jake's gonna be messaging me when he hears this. Way to go! Way to throw me out there. Throw it Thank out there you. again. <laughs> uh, he like, hey, he likes certain things that are. He's a he's a very cerebral horror in a sense. Yeah, yeah. Like if it's it's a it's more suspensey or whatever. But yeah, I think he would have liked the uh, teeth. Probably, yeah. It was, yeah. yeah. That was that was probably up his alley because it wasn't super scary, but it was definitely like, oh, hey, you know, it fits the wheelhouse of stuff. But. Yeah, <laughs> we're derailing again. <laughs> yeah. Oh no! Choo choo! Sorry. Okay, back back on track. Back 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 on track. Back on track. All right. So um. So yeah. So Larry Drake is this big old hunkering um mental patient, which we don't see right off the bat. We actually take what, more than half the episode before we even see him, but oh, we can we can actually sense his his menace throughout um, as we kind of see his little bit, little bit like shadows of him. The, the music plays in really good. Yeah. But yeah. Soundtrack. Um, so this, this wife actually misses the, the, um, the update. She goes back inside um, and then the little girl's when the little girl came down, she said she had heard Santa outside, right? Is that what she mm-hmm. said? Yeah. Well, no, no, no. She oh. drags the husband out of the house and the door locks behind her. And then she's like putting the plastic bag and throw him in the well. And oh, yeah. Jingle, jingle. And the guy's right behind her. Oh, yeah. Oh, before that, he wakes up and starts choking her. The, the husband. Yeah. She it's, didn't even kill him. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's one of those. Th- I think they, they call it a. Uh, death throws or death something i forgot where they just do like this one last little reaction uh i don't know if it's true or not i've i only see it in like in tv shows and all that so i don't know it's kind uh, of true you saw it on tv <laughs> <and the internet. laughs> 
True. I, that whole thing about the turning the whole two, two keys, I don't I just made I don't I didn't make that up, but I just assumed it because it's on TV. <laughs> <laughs> Larry Drake as the Santa Claus uh comes out. Um hunkering hunking big hunking guy, right, compared to this to this woman, starts terrorizing her. Well, he starts to she starts to try to fight back and he's huge. And so she has to run back inside and he's trying to get through every door. And she tries to call the police, but then she realizes if she calls the police, they'll know she's her step husband. Oh no, no. What happened what happened was that she gets a recall from the police. And they're like, We'll send someone over just in case or whatever. And she's like, she realizes that um that she they can't come over because her husband's in, in the freaking front lawn. And then she decides to call the police, but then she's like, Oh wait, he is here. He has an axe. So now yeah, she can win the The Santa throws her husband through the window and she's like <laughs> crashing through the window. It's insane. So she gets trapped in this um this closet. I'm not sure what it is, it's some some sort of closet. And then the the um, handle falls off. She can't get out, which I don't I don't think that's how handles work. I think when the handle comes off, the door opens. <laughs> but I don't, I don't oh, know. it's it's from the crypt. I don't know. It it, it could happen. I mean, <laughs> I saw it on the internet. It's got to oh, be yeah, true. Yeah. I guess, like I said before, we we gotta give um, the whole Tales from the Crypt um, a pass because it never really actually conforms to our reality uh, most of the time. Mm-mm. Um, so, but while she's in, I don't, what is she in? Cause she knows that can't be a closet cause there's a window there and she sees the Santa go up the, the ladder to towards the daughter's room, which is weird because the ladder is not even close to being tall enough um, mm-hmm. <laughs> to get to the window. And the <laughs> tall enough girl, for the little room. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then the uh, little girl's like, Oh, Santa, I knew you were coming and goes, be careful. Cause you big old Santa. <laughs> She's so cute. She is. She is real cute. That's why it's scary. Cause you see this big old mental patient dressed as Santa going up towards the, the little girl. And then we, we had to assume that she um, carried him up to the window. Cause that she go, pulls his, her, her, her hand out of the carry him pretty much. Um, it ends with the, the, the wife getting out of the, the room heading down the stairs and meeting the, the little girl and Santa at the door at the foot of the steps and we just like naughty or nice and then she just screams. Dude um his laugh though like throughout <laughs> the whole entire thing his like his 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 giggle <laughs> yeah he's so good and and the uh, his giggle I <laughs> uh, I don't know why I didn't get that one but um <laughs> We do get a closing state, s- statement from the Crypt Keeper, and this says, don't worry about little Carrie. This particular Santa preferred older women in pieces. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, well, just goes to show you, be very careful what you ask for for Christmas. You might just uh, might get it. Yeah. Punny, punny, punny. So funny. Um, so one thing that they... That they kind of threw there as an Easter Easter egg is in the when they're not the announcer not, uh, says that the Gaines County area uh, there's an escaped maniac in a Santa suit that is a reference to William Gaines, the publisher of the comic books of the 1950s. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. super cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and the um, police officer calls his wife. Uh, he says his name is Fieldston, a reference yeah. to one of Gaines. Um, Top EC Comics employees, so even uh, even um, employees got a shout out to this on this one. That's cool. Um. Oh, this is the first time that the Crypt Keeper actually says the name of the story, which I find it weird that they didn't do that for the first episode. Uh. He kind of just introduces it, and then um, he never actually says the name of it. But I'm look I'm looking at this at this mental patient again right now. Um, these pictures. Yeah. Oh man. I mean, just the, if you never seen the story or and at all, you saw these pictures. Man, it's terrifying. Yeah. His his facial expressions, just everything. Mm-hmm. Dirty, disheveled Santa. <laughs> I mean, typical Christmas at the Smith House. But I mean, 
I would definitely recommend this one for sure. Um, the first two episodes were were great. Um, I do like this one a little bit more because it's more of a horror, straight horror, rather than um, the man who was death. That one's more. I don't know how how I'd rec- so that one's more um, just like dark humor, I think, or dark, just dark, I think. Yeah, this oh, is funny. Like with horror, it had like a really good narrative structure from the beginning. As soon as like so many layers, she kills her husband because he's awful. But then the mental patient, how is she going to survive him? Mm-hmm. And the casting of Larry Drake is so great because he's like he's not this attractive serial killer. Like he's ugly, he's mean. He's not Ted Bundy. Missing. <laughs> He's <no> Ted Bundy. <laughs> All right, so let's move on to episode three. Once again, June 10, 1989. All right, episode um, three. This comes from Haunt of Fear number 21. Dig that cat. He's real gone. <laughs> uh, this is actually one of my favorite episodes of the series, along with All Through the House. So, David, got so excited about this that you wanted to do two episodes. Yes. Hashtag David reacts. This is hilarious. Um, (laughs) This is the first of two times that cats play a role in Nerds from the Crypt. Um, Greg will inform us later about cats in this series. Um, (laughs) Again, like Saul was saying about um, like not really needing to know the science behind everything that happens in the story at the very beginning this mad scientist uh, has this patient. We don't know necessarily, but I think he's like um, down on his luck and just looking for money. And he takes like the ability, quote unquote, of cats having nine lives and puts it in this man. (laughs) And so now this man has nine lives and he they take it as a circus act and they're going to keep he's the man who can't die. And so in the circus act, they do so many different things. They put him under a tank of water. The audience watches him die. And then he comes back out. They hang him like a cowboy. Then he comes back. Um, but then the man wants all the money for himself. So he kills the mad scientist by driving both of them off of a cliff. Um, yeah, I know. And then it wraps up by um, him not realizing how many lives he has left because for the final one, they like bury him uh, alive. Yeah. Which is actually where the, the whole story is being told from is from him just like reminiscing of how he's been able to get away with, with murder and how all this came, came, came about. Um, and he actually loses a life because his girlfriend betrays him and kills him, um, takes the money. So he's like, oh, that never mind. I guess that was just whatever. Um, but he forgot the the twist, of course. The twist is always he forgot that the cat died to give him give him his nine lives. Yeah. Uh, and he, of course, forgets this as he's already six feet under. Oh, no. <laughs> This is, like I said, this um, this was not a, a horror episode. This is m- more of a dark comedy. The guy that plays the ringleader, he's uh, that's Robert Wall. That's his name. Um, he comes out in Batman, the uh, what the the Tim Tim Burton directed Batman. Um, he comes out in Bull Durham, um, Good Morning Vietnam, Blue Bloods. Um, so he he does come out on quite a bit of stuff. Richard Donner. He's he actually cameos as one of the of the members during Oric's um, burial death. <laughs> he can be chant he can be seen chanting Oric Oric Oric. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> His wife um, is the producer, uh, which is one of the producers of the X Men franchise, is sitting right beside him. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. um, the opening to this one is um, pretty straightforward. No, nothing too too crazy. Um, he does a little does a little thing about saying that life uh, death is one of life's unexpected pleasures. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> most of us only do it once, and all, it's all over before you can really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, the kitty comes back. Uh, nice kitty, kitty at the end of the episode. Um, 
this one is this one's been one that I haven't seen in a while. But um, in, in conclusion, David, uh, I liked it more than so far. Like all of the house, the best, and then I like this one better than the first one. This one isn't as horrifying, but I liked it from the beginning. You know exactly what's going to happen, but then you don't with the twist, which yeah. is uh, hilarious in such a like a weird, dark, and twisted way. Mm. You get to come up and you get your karma coming back at you. Yeah. And you think it's like such a like a talent. You're like, oh, perfect. I have these nine lives. I can make <laughs> all this money and get away with it. <laughs> but no. So the next episode in um, season one was Only Send Deep, which Greg wanted to do, but we actually had done that one before. The first time we did um, the, the Tells in the Crypt um, wrap-ups uh, with uh, with Leah Thompson. So make sure to listen to that episode if you want to hear, know about um, about Only Send Deep. Um, I, I wanted to watch it because it's Leah Thompson. <laughs> <laughs> And then the fifth episode of season uh, season one was Lover Come Hack to Me. Um, it's okay. I, I didn't really like this one as much um, as the other ones, but I mean, it's it's it's. I guess it's worth watching, but not, nothing too too crazy about it. And then we get to season um, season finale of the first season, which is Collection Completed, which is what Greg watched for us this this um, this time around. It's what I watched. Um, so uh just like the 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 quick and the dirty of the of the the whole story is you know you got this um you first you got a a really tight cast um of folks and everything like that and we'll get to that but yeah you get you have jonas uh played by mm at walsh uh just a if just a giant actor in the sense of both like size and the the stuff that he's done in the past as well he's mm-hmm. still doing he's still acting this guy is like he is he is he's a goat in in a lot of stuff because he's he's been doing this for i don't know i mean 50 years or more and uh and and it shows you know because he's 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 playing this guy who just gets, reti- he retires, uh, not the way he wants to retire. He gets pushed out of his job. He, he really likes to work. He's, he's a very industrious dude. And, um, he ends up, uh, being stuck at home with his wife who sadly, they don't really have like a whole lot going on together. Like, I mean, this guy just is a, I go to sleep, I wake up, I go to work and he doesn't know anything about his wife's life. And his wife's life is amazing. She's the cat lady. She's the dog lady. She's the bird lady. She's the fish lady. She's the every freaking animal in the world lady. He doesn't even, I like, I don't know where this guy has been. Jonas is like, obviously like sleeping somewhere else because their house is a freaking zoo. They own a zoo. And, uh, and, and when he retires, he comes home. She's like all excited. He's retiring. There's going to be this big party. And you think like, Oh, Hey, she's got all these people there. No, it's all the animals, all of them. (laughs) They're all dressed up. They're ready to eat cake or dog treats or cat treats or whatever fish eat treats. And he's like, no, I'm too tired. I got to go to bed. You know? So, He's, but, but when he wakes up the next morning, he's totally, he's totally like, he's lost. This guy's lost. Cause he doesn't know what to do. Um, he's been working all his life. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. And it, it, it's obviously like, you know, it shows like, cause he doesn't know, he doesn't know how to unwind, relax. She's got all these different suggestions. His, their, their neighbor who pops up, uh, Martin Garner. Um, uh, also I gotta, I gotta say like, uh, Anita, the wife, Audra Lindy, if, if you've ever seen like three's company, um, mm-hmm. she's, she's, she's Mrs. Roper. Like I, when I saw her, I just like lost it. I was like, <laughs> Oh my God. So she's so, she's just classic. But, um, Oh my gosh. Is she here? Anita, Anita. <laughs> That's, this is why he, he connects with her. Yeah. So, but, um, they like, you know, they go through the whole motions of him trying to get into this retirement routine, which she's, she's offering up suggestions and stuff. And he starts losing it because all these animals are around and he's like, where are all these animals coming from? You know? And she like, he thinks like she's cooking him this, this breakfast and she's like actually cooking a steak for a dog. And he like, (laughs) he just loses his mind. I mean, I probably would too. She cooks him like a real healthy uh, breakfast. 
Yeah, yeah, a bowl, a box of cereal, a box of cereal in a bowl, tiny box. It's like Bran or Bran Flake or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's going to be good. It's going to blow him out later. <laughs> but, I mean, everybody needs that. But he, uh, yeah, he just like, he's he's trying to figure out what, what to do. And he, he just keeps getting more angry because all these animals everywhere. I can only imagine the smell. And, I mean, I have animals. They make messes. Last night, our dogs throwing up all night long because of the snow. I know it sounds weird. So I can only <laughs> imagine that their house probably is pretty rank and nasty too. But, uh, so, you know, he's losing it. And, and then he decides he's got to find a hobby. His neighbor's right. Roy is right. Roy's trying to push, uh, uh, models and stuff on him because, you know, that's what you do. You're retired. You wear track suits, you make models and stuff. But our guy, Jonas, he's not having that. He's got, a, he's got something different planned. Because, uh, well, it's, it's kind of like modeling. He's going to do taxidermy with all these animals. <laughs> that are still alive. I know, right? So he's got to actually, <laughs> that's where it gets kind of creepy because he's like, hey, hey. And then, you know, that's where it takes a turn because like here he's, he's decides he's going to murder like all the animals. Not just like one or two. Like, and that's the, that's the thing. It, it automatically, like as soon as, as soon as he like turns this, this page in his life, like the house gets quiet, I'm sure. And I, I don't, I can't imagine the need of not realizing that because <laughs> that's a lot of animals. Um, it, it jumps down to his, uh, his little workshop or well, he like showcases his, uh, his, his, his big coup de gras. I think it's the last one to complete the collection, uh, that he was doing of all the animals. And it was Which her was favorite, the, the, yeah. the her favorite pooch. Mew Mew. Um, no, no, not Mew Mew. Mew Mew is the cat. Oh yeah, no, she's, she's that, but the, the her, her pooch, the, uh, the bulldog, which man, bulldogs are awesome. And I was really sad, but he made a remote control. So it's kind of cool. Oh, yeah. Flashy. Yeah. And Flashy. She named the bulldog after her husband, Jonas. Oh yeah. Jonas. Is the, oh, see, yeah, I couldn't, right. remember, <laughs> couldn't remember the name, but it was him. And she was, and he was like, why did you name it me? <laughs> Cause I love you. <laughs> this aired on june 28 1989 so the first episode and the last episode all um appeared within the month of june boom that's so fast. first season all was yeah all within june um this comes from vault of horror 25 and <laughs> opened up with a pun right away oh the crypt keeper has a pet named peeves <laughs> <laughs> Yes. I'd like to introduce you to my pet, Peeves. Um, yeah. and then, and goes, uh, tonight's skin pimpling story is about a couple with their own pet peeves. I call this chunk of chilling charmel, uh, charnel chatter. Uh, collection completed. Um, yeah, this this guy, uh, M. Emmett Walsh, uh, he's, I went to AM, IM, uh, IM db um and he's got 224 credits i know so many <laughs> he plays so many great characters right yeah. i ever see him i'm like ah oh, tells in the crypt <laughs> he shoots the cans and the jerk oh yeah yeah he's the crazy the bad man the crazy guy these these cans are leaking they're all leaking he's trying to put a hole in you <laughs> oh. <laughs> but it's crazy that that wow. he has so many so many different um roles and like you, you're right he's still going right now yeah he's going right now it's it's crazy he's he's gonna he's he's got i i want to see what he's doing next so should be interesting he's coming on a lot of things i don't even know he was in he was on in Romeo, 96's romeo and juliet with leonardo dicaprio yeah, yeah, we're we're all focused on 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 you know the, the stars of our of our generation, but we weren't paying attention to the ones who made it before. So overall, Greg, what what yeah. would you uh, give this one? You know, I mean, it's definitely it's it's not horrible in the sense of like <laughs> it's not it's not a um, like it's more like just like it, it gave you a little stomach turny so if you like that kind of like, uncomfortable feeling about you know a guy murdering all his wife's pets and then you know making them you know we didn't, even, we didn't even get to the actual twist oh yeah the twist where she does him in <laughs> turns him into a robot 
Yeah, yeah. Makes it like, and that's like where the neighbor like loses his mind. He's like, ah! but Roy's awesome. Yeah, I, he's a he's a he's he's in a lot of stuff too. Good stuff. And but uh, he's like, so he had like what two or three different colored tracksuits. Oh yeah, yeah. His tracksuits <laughs> yeah, were on yeah. point. His track game, the lace. I, I definitely I, I would I would tell people to watch this. You have to. It completes the collection, if you will, of of the first season. Okay. But uh, it's it, it's it's got some fun stuff in there. It's a little interesting. It makes me think uh, somebody who's in the workforce, like what will my life be at some point? And I know that my wife does not collect a lot of a lot of animals and stuff like that. So that's good because I would notice. I pay attention. It makes you want to be a better person. Be a better you, people. It was a traveling salesman, so he was gone for most of the time, which is uh, why she started collecting these animals to help, um, like, or with her loneliness. I just at the end of the day, care. <laughs> <laughs> at the end of the day, you, you can't see how much she loves him because she does. She's ha- so happy that he's going to be around now. Oh yeah, <laughs> but you can see how much how much um, disdain he has for her for being so like lovey. Yeah. Um, because he, yeah. he gets annoyed with her so much, and he just wants to be by himself. He wants to do, have something to do, um, and I think it comes from back. Uh, I, even, I even think right now, like older older people do not want to retire because they feel like they're gonna just wither away. Yeah, have no usefulness. Yeah. So he's yeah, like, yeah. He jumps into the yard work and stuff like that, and he just like he just runs amok with it. He just <laughs> needs to do something. He's very industrious. Industrious. Mm-hmm. And this episode also has a great tuna fish sandwich recipe. Oh yeah, the best. Are you gonna put that on um on the internet in the in, on the interwebs for us, David? Certainly, I can write that up in the the link below. All right, excellent. Go ahead. Well, go ahead and go ahead and tell us what the recipe is. Uh yeah, so uh, two slices of Wonder Bread, um, yeah. and in between a one can of Friskies. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. <laughs> So delicious, it'll make you queasy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, David, this being the first time you jump in to Tales from the Crypt, what can you, um, what, what do you say? What, um, you're waiting for more? You're, you're good? Well, as Snowmageddon has hit Greg and I's side of the coast, I'll be oh, spending yeah. most of my time uh, watching the rest of the seven seasons. <laughs> the seventh season is not the greatest, but it's still worth a watch. I will also say, um, for being from the '90s and an adaptation of a comic, I really appreciated how when the Crypt Keeper would like open up the actual comic book and you would see like the pages of it as it goes into mm-hmm. that. Oh book, yeah, which is so like such a nod to the fans of the comic. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. I mean, I haven't looked it up, but um, is there? Are they remaking any of these uh, Tales in the Crypt comic books? Uh, the the books, yeah, I've seen. I've 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 grabbed some uh, at my local comic shop, and uh, I know that they're um, they're out there. They've done. Well, they... But what I mean is, like, are are they still like making them right now? Yeah, like new ones. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. Yeah, they're, they're, they've reissued some of the older ones, but they're remaking. They have they have newer, like, not obviously not the same ones. I had to keep asking the same question because I want to make sure you understood what I was asking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. They're, they're still they're, they're pumping them out. Oh, nice, nice. Maybe we can um, take a look at some of those and go and review some directly from the from the comic. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's crazy, too, because it's such an iconic cover. Uh, like, a lot of their covers and stuff like that were very iconic. So you see a lot of newer comics emulating that, that look and style. Well, well even Casey with uh, with um, Hollowed, he had the yeah. alternative comic, which was, which was a tribute to the EC comics. Mm-hmm. And it looks, it's gorgeous. I love it. Yeah, yeah. We should actually, I think, in an, in a future episode, discuss uh, some of the EC history because it's such a it's so controversial and it's very interesting how our comics community uh, and society that we live in today uh, is very is a very different landscape based on what happened uh, when EC was around and what they did to to push to push things. It's a it's a really great story if uh if if you feel like doing some homework listeners, go check it out for yourself, but I think we should definitely talk about that cuz it's it's really good history. So, uh you guys have any 
any suggestions for future episodes, just let us know if there's an episode that uh, you would like for us to go ahead and, and look over and talk about. Just let us know. We'll be more than happy to take a look at it. Um, other anthology shows that we might take a look at here. Um, of course, like I said, Tales on the Dark Side. I do want to jump into the 1990s kids a horror anthology with like Goosebumps, Sorry for the Dark, yeah. even cool. the Tales from the Crypt Keeper. Uh, I don't know if, if you all seen that one. It's the cartoon version of Tales from the Crypt, uh, which appeared on oh. CBS and ABC um, for in, in different seasons. Yeah, <laughs> Saturday morning cartoons. Awesome. Um, yeah, uh, a lot more PG, of course, but um, I think they, they they're great great series either way. Um, what else? What else is out there that were like for Erie, Indiana, something like that? Oh Erie, yeah, Erie, Indiana. Indiana. Yeah, so good. Um, we had a lot of Goldwitz, Misfits and Monsters. That one. Uh, we wanna we wanna we'll we'll take a look at some of the Into the Dark uh, movies that have come out. Mm-hmm. Um there's so far three, I think, which is the one I talked about last time with Puka. That one's I think it's great. I, I, I think last time I said it was it was good, but it was not, it was not great. It was not horrible. I think it's actually pretty good. Uh, thinking about it again, yeah. I think it's actually pretty good. I would recommend that one. There's two more that are out already. For January and February, it's once they release a. It's a pretty much a movie, um, once a month, and it's a Bloomhouse that's doing this. So oh. you know they're they're doing putting some money into it. Uh, they don't collect them into like an anthology like they would do, like say Tales from the Crypt, but they do have the 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 brand of Into the Dark on Hulu. So okay. if you see Into the Dark on Hulu, that is all from the same collection, uh, different different characters, different. You know, it's an anthology pretty much. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, yeah, go check that out. Um, what what were you saying, uh, David? Oh no, just misfits and monsters. Mm-hmm. Also, I don't know if we've ever done it on the show before, but I mean, American Horror Story. Each season is a different story. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. pretty. I would uh, say it's a modern day anthology. Yeah, we haven't we haven't done American Horror Story here. Um, can't say I'm a fan of all the seasons, but I, I'm I think at least more than half of the seasons I'm I'm a, I'm a big fan of. Um, but I'll have to catch up. But we can do that. We can bring that up. Um, I was talking about the other day, uh, Dexter. We can do Dexter. Um, mm. so, oh, so. yeah. I've never seen Dexter either. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Um, we still need to catch up on, like, Sabrina. Um, yeah. There's a lot of stuff coming out in, 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 on Netflix, man. Uh, I know. Yeah. So many uh, things. Um, I feel like we've been doing the Bird Box Challenge and not watching anything. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you guys are, are buried in snow. You guys have plenty of time. Yeah, yeah we got lots of time. Um, did guys. you all see the trailer for Child's Play? Yes. What'd y'all so think? good. Yes. And, I mean, uh, I love the original, but I would definitely be interested in seeing this. So like David, you weren't, you weren't here for, for um, the review with Teeth, but did you did you watch the uh, the trailer for Pet Cemetery? Uh, Yeah. That looks amazing. Exactly. I, um, I'm on this a horror um, group in, on Facebook and there's like people who are crying and people who are just like so upset that they made changes to the song. I'm like, guys, let's just watch it or not, but let's figure out if it's good before we decided to trash it. Right. So, well, I, I know, but I feel like as of recently, maybe with um, it coming out last year, but people are starting to realize, like Stephen, you can make really, really good adaptations of Stephen King books that are like these horror movies, um, and they don't have to be like super campy. Mm-hmm. Which, well, I was trying to get us to do uh, Dreamcatcher today, um, but they removed it from Netflix. Well, what the heck? Why? <laughs> but um, that one, that book, I know is not the greatest, but it's one of my favorite. Yeah. Um, the movie is one of my favorites. Bunch of people hate it, and I get it. But it's one of those things that, like, even though it's it is not the greatest movie, I still love it. You gotta love it. Yeah, it's got a good I, cast. Yeah. Um. What's it called? I I have this thing where it goes. It, I can love bad movies and appreciate bad movies, and I can hate good movies. Yeah. Um. When we, when we did the the witch, I thought. The the story was was fine. I thought the um the cinematography I can't say that word for some reason <laughs> was was beautiful. The yeah. acting was beautiful. Everything was was the way I would love it. But it felt felt 
below the mark for me. It, it felt it just it just didn't live up to what, what I was so open for it. Even though I love I loved all the different pieces of it. Mm-hmm. Um I don't hate it. I just just didn't think it was it was all that great. Um bring it. Yeah. Um so I don't know. Um I I, I do I can distinguish between um good and the, bad the different spectrums. I can like and like the bad and, and hate the good or, or just like yeah. the good. So, yeah. That's all right. Dude uh, I just had my mind blown. I'm sorry. I, I um, to jump back to that first the first episode. Uh, did you know that the man who was Death, played by William Sadler, he was also the Grim Reaper in Bill and yes. Ted's. Yeah, what? Why did we not talk up. about that? I forgot to bring that up. Oh my um, gosh! Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, I, I mean, because William Sadler comes out in so many different things, and and, yeah. and he's so good. He is. He's. He's. Yeah. He's another good. A good guy to watch. He, I, at one point, he was the president in the MCU. Really? Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What? And Iron Man, I think it was Iron Man 3. Yeah. He comes out as president. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got to watch oh. it again. <laughs> Iron Man, um, this, that's another, I guess, another thing. I love oh, it. It is. Man movies, people hate him. Man. So much. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to derail y'all. I, no, no. I just got excited. I, I, I was like, I wanted to bring that up, and I for, totally, it just totally skipped, just totally uh, blank on it. But yeah, guys. Um, once again, reminders of these shows that came out and back in the '90s, and '80s, or even even further. We'll, we'll go back. I don't care. I will, we'll find something from from before that. If you think it's good, we'll, you want us to hear us talk about it. We'll be more than happy to take a look at into it and um, talk about it. Um, so just let us know what you guys thought of these episodes that we talked about today and we can keep going. <laughs> uh, once again, if this, if this comes up before March 30th, be sure to catch us there in Dallas Fort Worth. And if it's after it was good seeing you all. Uh, thank you, Greg and David for taking this time, waking up. You guys woke up like at five 30 this morning. Oh, super. <laughs> we love the, we love the podcast and hanging out with you, man. And the pod. Yeah, anything, anything for it. Plus, we're snowed in. We can't go anywhere. I can't, no, true, I can't go work at the shop today, so I'm stuck. <laughs> the Pokemon are loose. and Yeah. Well, we said we're going to let you um, talk about the about the store, and we just bypassed that. So, yeah, or- you know. It's, hey, you know, that's what happens sometimes. You know, we just get talking about old stuff, and we can't even talk about the Retro Emporium. Retro Emporium. <laughs> You guys should go visit. This is once again. This is not a sponsored ad, even though Greg owns it. We just want to make sure that it's out there that it's not sponsored. Not sponsored. I don't want to get in trouble with SEC or anything. Just a uh, just 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 a kind word about a little a little store in historic downtown Kent that has all of your retro and vintage needs and new oh, things. I got a Bebop and Rocksteady action figure. Oh, you you bought them. Oh, that's where they. <laughs> <laughs> Greg awesome. showed up to play with them and they were gone. I know. All right, guys. We'll get there. We'll um we'll see what we do next. And um you guys just let us know what y'all thought. Thank you very much, Greg and David. Are you a fan of things that go bump in the night? Chills up your spine, paralyzed by fright. Thrilled by horror at the center of a chat. Then welcome to the Nerds from the Crypt Podcast.